The following program is paid for by the Springdale Golf Club. The views and information expressed are the opinions of its host and or guests and do not necessarily reflect those of this station, management, or its ownership. It's time to swing into the golf world of today with Springdale Golf Live on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Sponsored by Taylor Made and the New Jersey Golf Foundation. Now, here's your host, the director of fun, Keith Stewart. Members, friends and players, good afternoon and welcome to Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, the director of fun, and I'm coming to you live from Orlando, Florida at the Orange County Convention Center covering the PGA Merchandise Show. Well, we have a wild time planned for you all today with three great guests, but for right now, a little music to commemorate my trip. Hit it, Almond. There we have it, some great rock and roll music by one of America's great rock and roll bands, originally from Florida, the Allman Brothers. So, appreciate that on the board, my man Wade Weezer. Happy Friday. Well, we have a really action-packed show here today, and we got to get right to it. We're going to start out with the CEO of the PGA of America, Seth Waugh. We're going to talk to him a little bit about the business of golf and the business of the PGA of America. We're going to follow him up with the president of the PGA of America, that is Susie Whaley. Susie's going to come in here, and she's going to talk about all the different programs and playing golf and what it's like to be president and first woman president of the PGA of America. You know, it's a big week for all of us PGA golf professionals down here at the Merchandise Show. And then to close it out, for all my Philly football fans, we have the Polish Rifle. Yes, that's right, Ron Jaws Jaworski. He's also down here at the PGA Show, and he's going to join us in the booth He's my final interview of the day. It's just, it's just going to be an awesome, awesome show today. I can't wait to get started. So uh, I think it's about that time where, Wade, you got to throw a little intro music in there for our first guest of the day. That is CEO of the PGA of America, Mr. Seth Waugh, who's got uh, some ties to the Princeton area. And I think we're going to discuss that. But, uh, Wade, give this man a proper Springdale Golf Live intro. Please allow me to introduce myself. We are live from the PGA Merchandise Show in Orlando, Florida. This is the number one week for the business of golf. So why not have the number one businessman for the PGA of America, CEO Seth Waugh, joining us. Seth, welcome to Springdale Golf Live. How are you today? I'm perfect, thanks, Keith. It's been a great week, and uh, thanks for having me on. Well, I tell you. It's uh, it, it's great chatting with you during the break there, and it was unique to find out that one of your first caddying loops was at Springdale Golf Club of all places. Uh, just a, such a small world here in golf. It is. It's uh, uh, it, it gets smaller every year, right? Um, yeah, that was uh, my first job before uh, my my father was a teacher in a nearby town in Lawrenceville, and. Uh, I'd get dropped off in the morning as my older brothers were going to work actually at the governor's mansion mowing lawns, and and I'd kind of try to get a loop or two at at Springdale, and uh, and they get picked up at five, hit a few balls in between. So well, it was great. You know, the place is still there, and we're going to celebrate our 125th anniversary yeah, this year. And uh, if you're ever nearby uh, visiting uh, family or anything, you're, you're certainly welcome. Well, you, you, sh- you shouldn't offer that lightly because I am there a lot. So. Well, take you up on it. The, the golf golf course is great; it's ever been. And uh, so you mentioned that you've had ties. You 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 actually went to Lawrenceville and graduated back there in 1976. And uh, you've obviously led a very successful business career. That's all been documented. But um, it seems like PGA professionals have had a, a really big influence on your life. And you know, one of these quotes I came across, which I think is great, is that you referred to us as the most revered person in the game. 
you know, someone that are, it's a minister with a different pulpit. Um, what makes a PGA professional and member so special to you? Well, I, look, I grew up, um, you know, when I grew up, it, it, well, when I grew up, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, there was a secret sauce that the professionals had that was just different, right? And if you think about the towns that I kind of grew up in, you know, there were exalted positions in each of these towns. So you were the, you know, the doctor, the lawyer, uh, maybe the football coach, and and the and the golf professional, right? They were at the center of the town and had a knowledge that you could only get from them, um, and you wanted it. And they were surrounded by the people in that community um, that um, that you know were kind of the influence peddlers, right? And and so that. Um, that aspect, I think, is something that's very important. They were at the town center or the center of the town uh, in an awful lot of ways. And I, and I think that has been lost a little bit as we've become kind of more of a business, more, more commercial. Uh, and I think we need to get back to that uh, a bit. And, you know, it's complicated, right, because uh, it used to be that if you wanted to learn how to hit a 7-iron, you'd, you'd go to your local pro and, and do it. And now you can go on YouTube and think about, you know, theoretically learn it on your own. And so I think we have to put the tools in our professionals' hands to make that disruption, that technology, actually work for them as opposed to against them. We, we don't want our professionals to be intimidated by it. We want them to be excited about it, right? Um, because, you know, we're an $85 billion business now. We have 2 million jobs uh, across uh, that we create through this industry. And um, and we're going to get disrupted. You know, we have uh, we have lots of uh, the, that's the good news. A lot of innovation, a lot of uh, interesting people that are poking around in the game, and and you can either use that um, intelligence and innovation to make our lives better, or we can get run over by it a bit. And so that's really what we're trying to do. I like what you said there. You talk about using the modern tools, right? And and we've had it's been a great week here at the PGA show. And you know, to kind of wrap things up, it's to start the week you send a very nice message to the membership. And you know, what what is it at corporate and what are you just personally as the CEO and the leader of our group, what do you what is the message that you're trying to deliver to the PGA member this past week and then going forward in 2020? Sure. So, look, we have 29,000 strong. We should have the best, uh, most informed and most authentic voice in the industry, right? We touch it at every level. If you think about it, all the other bodies in golf kind of have one swimming lane, maybe two swimming lanes. We have the whole pool, right? We, we touch it from the first, you know, someone brings you their child and says, you know, I want to have them teach golf. And, and you know, it, it, uh, you've got 80-year-olds that are still trying to get better every day, right? Um, in addition to that, we have the Ryder Cup. We have... Um, we have, you know, the PGA Championship and all our incredible, you know, women's PGA, all of our incredible events. So we touch it at the highest level to, to, uh, the, the lowest level. So what, you know, what we think of, how I think about it is we've got 29,000 people. If we can make their lives better, if we can create a way for them to have lifelong learning, to always be adapting to, you know, sort of take advantage of this great game, we can make millions of lives better. Um, through this incredible game of ours. Um, and I think, you know, look, we've, we've done a fair amount over the last 20 years to kind of, um, not kill the game, but, but, uh, make it, you know, less welcoming, less, uh, you know, more complicated. We've made our golf courses harder. We've done, uh, it's more expensive. Uh, it's more, you know, sort of more complicated in a lot of ways, uh, and more time consuming. And, and so we've got to figure out ways to, uh, create a community, get back to what it was, which is what 
you know, a great place like Springdale is about. It's about creating a community. It's a place that people want to connect to. That's never been more true than it is today. Um, and people have never been lonelier than they are. And so we have this incredible gathering tool uh, where we can teach, you know, life's lessons um, in, in an extraordinary way, as we all know, the values that kind of we all associate with the game. And so... You know, one of the things we'd really like to do is have the game look a little bit more like the world, so perhaps we could make the world look a little bit more like the game, right? And this is a, you know, I've had, I've been a very lucky person. I've had a lot of opportunities in life, but this is my biggest opportunity to have the most impact on, um, on the most people, on the most lives, and that's really why what gets me up in the morning. And you know, I just think that um, we have this incredible vehicle for good. And how do we put the tools in our 29,000, the knowledge, um, to, to make their lives better? Um, and so we're trying to, uh, you know, sort of be a lot more transparent, a lot more communicative. I want, you know, I, I, when I came in, I realized there was a little bit of, you know, 29,000 against, you know, HQ kind of thing and not really understanding, um, uh, there wasn't a great, uh, I don't think, pipeline of communication. And so um, I want you to view me as your partner. Like, what kind of, how can I make your life better? How to, and I can't fix problems that I don't know exist. So I want to create a two-way dialogue um, across the country so that we can uh, truly fulfill our mission, which is to, um, you know, enhance the lives of the members and, and make the, you know, and, and make the game better. Well, I love that idea of being a partner. As a PGA member, um, I I got this sense, the first impression was back in September of 18 when you get hired that you were all in from the beginning. I mean, you just, that kind of just resonated from you. And um, so kudos to you for that because um, as a member, there was kind of like a where are we going in the future. And, you know, one of the cool things, and folks, you know, if you're just joining us, we have Seth Waugh here on the air uh, live from Orlando, Florida at the Orange County Convention Center. And we're at the PGA Merchandise Show. And Seth is the CEO of the PGA of America. And we're going to do a little, uh, future predictions here and uh, you know Springdale Golf Live we love to talk about the pop culture of sports and golf and one of the things that I think is important is is that since you've been all in and you've had us now we're talking about going to Frisco one of the coolest things I think you've ever said because I love being an innovator is that Frisco will be kind of like the Silicon Valley of golf you know like the golf's mecca for uh, a global game, and you talk about the you know the game being more inclusive and how it's changing and everything. I think a lot of PGA members would love to know what you think of the future of where our role is going. So, what do you think a PGA professional will represent or be in five years, maybe in ten years? Because you're seeing things that I don't get to see at the grassroots level. You know, more at a thirty thousand foot view. Where do you think I'll, you know, I'll be in five, ten years as a PGA professional? Well, I think uh, that's a great question. I think, um, again, I think we, you know, everybody um, in anything, um, you know, has to get better every day, right? You have to have uh, the the approach that you're you're learning and and you know networking and and you know uh, uh, seeking out people that can make you better every day. If you know my previous job I was on Wall Street right and it kept getting younger and younger every year and I was getting older and older and if you didn't 
sort of keep up and, and understand all the uh, innovations that were going on, the new kind of products that were coming out, um, you became less relevant. And so I think everybody's job is to continue to be, um, you know, uh, more and more relevant, right? And so, um, you know, it, we want to make sure that we are providing those tools to do that, right? We've, we're creating PGA.com, which we think will be the superhighway of information for uh, for you and your, your, your daily job every day. Um, that will be your way to communicate to your clients. It'll be a way to book lessons. It'll be a way to book tea times if you want to. It'll be a way to sell merchandise, a way to give lessons. Um, you know, we can all kind of imagine where this is going, right? How much is AI going to come into, you know, what you do for a living? Um, and because, you know, the technology, the Moore's Law is that, you know, technology doubles, you know, every, every five years, right? Or I forget the number, but roughly. And, um, and that's just going to keep happening, right? And so you, we need to not be afraid of that, but in, in, embrace it. And because we absolutely want you to be at the center of the game, and you should be. Um, you know, you, we, <laughs> it takes a lot to get a badge, right? We're, we're proud of that. And, uh, it does. It really does, and it takes a lot to keep a badge. And I know that sometimes, you know, MSRs are your worst, uh, your worst nightmare. But, you know, if we can make those MSRs things that are making you better as opposed to being um, – something that you just have to tick the box on, then, you know, you, we're going to set you up for success for, for a very, you know, a very long time, right? And so, you know, the answer to your question, you know, quickly is we want the PGA professional to, uh, you know, be at the, at the center of the game. Maybe, you know, hopefully that means remain at the, at the center of the game. It certainly was what it was. I think it's been um, deteriorated a little bit, and we want to uh, kind of bring that back. Frisco, you know, is an unbelievable opportunity, right? People say, well, why are we doing this? And, um, you know, I, I've said if a partner is willing to put, you know, $500 million into your brand, you're probably supposed to say thank you, right? And, and it's in the center of the country, the fastest-growing city in the, in the country. It's got a very diverse, interesting workforce. Um, and, you know, we think there, you know, we, there is no center of golf in America, right? Like you've got Ponte Vedra, you've got... You know, some in New Jersey, you've got us in, in West Palm Beach. New York, L.A., yeah, yeah, all sorts yeah, of things. Yeah, exactly. The endemics are in, in mostly in Carlsbad. So it's all spread out. So because, you know, not because of, you know, us specifically, but us as an anchor tenant in a, a, a very fast-growing urban area with, a, again, an interesting workforce with, you know, world-class destination with two unbelievable golf courses by, by Gil Hans and, and Bo Welling. Um, the, the best practice facility in the world, you know, we, we are designing um, all the kind of uh, retail and, and uh, uh, you know, food and beverage kind of options that are going to be there, a world-class resort. Um, that, you know, we think if it, all roads will eventually commercially lead through through there, right, in the sense, you know, not all roads, but, but it'll become the center, right? It'll be Wall Street of golf. It'll be Silicon Valley in terms of, you know, innovation um, because, you know, and that, that'll be a generational thing. I don't mean it's going to happen on day one, but I think if we do it right, like in a year trying to get into the golf business and see interesting things, that, you know, that path would naturally lead through Frisco. And so, you know, that's, and we think that is a huge, can be a huge benefit for, for members, um, just as a destination, but a place to gather, a place to, to learn, you know, to, we're going to create PGA University, which will have, you know, virtual classes, but also, you know, sort of um, physical classes that, that people will come through. We think it'll be a, 
uh, huge uh, point of pride for uh, for our, our members to come through and see, you know, what, what we've built. Well, you know, I mean, you're one of five kids. You have five kids, right? Yeah. Um, you've probably moved once or twice in your life. When you move, you know, there, there's kind of an inspiration to starting a clean slate, and you can then, you know, get yourself into a whole new set of circumstances. It's, it's a lot, why a lot of people love golf. There's always a next hole, or there's always a back nine. And it can always you, be better tomorrow. It could always be better <laughs> tomorrow, right? And I think that um, us going forward and saying things like we're going to be the Silicon Valley or the epicenter of golf um, will return some coolness factor to the PGA member. And uh, I think of all the things, I, I, I try not to, like, get centered around the whole disconnect between, like, what corporate was doing and the members are doing. I, I just feel like that, that where we started the conversation today and me being the um, parish leader, right, mm-hmm of that community, um, we've kind of lost some of the coolness factor of that that drew people into us. And I think that this is going to return some attention to us, some very positive attention. I think I'm very proud of all the people that you work with in your C-suite, whether it's, you know, Jeff Price or John Easterbrook, Daryl Crawl, all these great people. You're hiring a chief innovation officer. I mean, that says some great things. And um, before we go, we got to do one thing about uh, when it comes to the coolness factor, and uh, you look like a pretty cool customer, and, and you've been great to be with here today. I know it's a very – I have a great face for radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I can't tell you the number of people that say, Keith, you know you have a great voice for radio. I'm like, what does that mean, right? <laughs> the opposite of that is what you said, of course. But um, And, folks, if you're just catching on, we're here with Seth Waugh. He's the CEO of the PGA of America. And we're going to have a little fun with him right here at Springdale Golf Live style we're gonna do a little we're gonna do a little rapid fire q a so you up for this sure we'll have some fun all right one place you'd like to go that you would never been uh turkey if you could teach any subject in school what would it be english on a scale of one to ten rate your driving uh, for my age <laughs> uh, I take it for what it is so for seven seven and a half all right who is the most interesting person you have ever played golf with uh, Bill Clinton. Great answer. All right. Would you rather have dinner with John Havlicek or Tom Brady? Havlicek. How do you like your steak cooked? Because I have had dinner with Tom Brady. Oh, <laughs> and, well, and Havlicek, actually. Well, Sorry. Um, uh, I am a uh, um, kind of what used to be medium rare, pink, not red. Okay. Uh, if you could be an actor in any movie, what movie would you choose? Hoosiers. I like that. Gene Hackman? Okay. All right. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Bobby. Oh, uh, yeah. Bobby Chitwood. Yeah, well, you know, um, <laughs> I love that line at the end. He looks at the coach and he says, I'll make it. Yeah. Right? It's just all's good in the world right yeah. there. Okay. One more for you. When you hear the word innovator, who is the first person that comes to mind? Uh, Tesla. All right. Elon Musk. Yeah. Right? No, or or well, Tesla. Tesla himself. Tesla himself. Oh, jeez. Yeah, mad genius. Oh, yeah, man. Kind of invented... Uh, Pardon me. Electricity to a certain degree. Ice, yeah. You know, That's great. Yeah. Geez, I grew up in Edison, New Jersey, so yeah, I, I like yeah. those types of thinkers yeah. for sure. Yeah. And uh, you know what, Seth Waugh, you are a tremendous thinker yourself. And uh, I'm really proud that we have an innovator like you as the CA, CEO of the PGA of America. I can't thank you enough for being here on my show today. Um, I appreciate it. You're the one who's doing it all the, the, all day long, every day. So we can't thank you enough and all your partners out there um, that are you know doing all you're doing for the game. It's it's a passion product project. I am so grateful to have this opportunity. Um, everybody keeps thanking me, and I should be thanking you. You're the, you're the ones that are out there doing it every day, and I'm I just want to be your partner. Well, the gratitude is mutual. 
Thank you, my friend. All right, folks. Thanks for listening to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. We'll be back after this with the president of the PGA of America, Miss Susie Whaley. The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the NJPA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf with a focus on three core pillars, youth, military, and special needs. The NJGF delivers dynamic programming under the guidance of PGA professionals so individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. To support the NJGF or learn more about programs and special events, visit njgolffoundation.org. That's njgolffoundation.org. Rich in distinguished history for nearly 125 years, Springdale Golf Club and its members have been beautifully making their mark as the best golf and social experience in our region. Our impact in the industry does not stop there. Did you know about the benefits that extend beyond the boundaries of the club through its agreement with Troon Purvey? The private club operating division of Troon Golf Management. Springdale's walkable and superbly conditioned William Flynn design course, now combined with Troon's operational expertise, are taking the club to the next level in our commitments to the member experience. Just announced as a significant expansion to the Troon Purvey Privileges Program. This Vanguard service initiative includes enhanced golf and lifestyle benefits that extend far beyond the fairways. For more information about our club and all the incredible moments being made at Springdale Golf Club and through Troon Purvey, please take a visit of our website at www.springdalegc.org forward slash Troon Purvey. Let's get back on course as Springdale Golf Live continues on Fox Sports 920 The Jersey. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to Springdale Golf Live. I'm Keith Stewart, the director of fun. You're listening to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. We are live from the PGA Merchandise Show down at Orange County Convention Center. And, uh, you know, this is the time when the leaders of the PGA meet in Orlando, Florida. And uh, we are very fortunate right now to have the PGA's leader, the president, Miss Susie Whaley, here in the radio booth. Um, Susie, welcome to Springdale Golf Live. How are you today? I'm fantastic. Thanks so much for having me. Well, um, you know, it's a pleasure having you here, and I know it's been a busy week, and I know it's been a very successful week for the PGA of America, but uh, I think back to the first time I met you, you were down for the Women's Princeton Invitational, and you were at Springdale Golf Club, and I think you were assistant coach for Quinnipiac. <laughs> That's actually and, correct. And uh, this was 2015, and uh, four years ago, um, so we met for the first time, and now, we, you know, uh, the world is round, so uh, the, our lives have come full circle here, and uh, little's happened in your life in the last four years. Can you kind of get me up to speed of what's been going on the last four years for my listeners? Absolutely. Well, my daughter, Jen, was competing for Quinnipiac at the time, and man, did she have an amazing experience playing on that college golf team, and I couldn't help but volunteer coach with my daughter there. I, I think she enjoyed it, not quite sure Well, <laughs> uh, that I was a part of it, uh, but it was great. And, you know, other than that, I have been in a governance position with the PGA of America, actually since 2010, excluding 2014, was on their uh, national board and then rolled into, in 2015, uh, my first year as an officer. So the last four years, we've been doing a lot of great work for our membership, uh, for our championships, uh, and for the game. And I'm excited to be a part of it. 
Well, I'm going to touch on a couple more things because I think your resume was a little suspect to be assistant, <laughs> to be the assistant coach of Quinnipiac. Um, you're a Golf Digest Top 50 instructor, LPGA Top 50, um, two-time Connecticut PGA Teacher of the Year, U.S. Kids Master Teacher. All right, all right, okay. So, so it's a, so you are qualified. You all qualified. Um, you know what? I, you know, I start to think about this, and I, and I was really excited about coming down here this week and now wrapping up the week. You know, the golf industry is on a great trajectory, and you know, 2020 looks even better than looking back at 2019. But as your first year as president, um, what are you most proud of? Yeah, for me, uh, you know, I think I'm most proud of our members. I mean, they are on their game. They are in their communities working tirelessly uh, to promote the game of golf. Uh, Their charitable impact on communities is close to $4 billion, which is amazing. Uh, They're excited about education. We had our highest level of numbers uh, signed up for education here this week, so they're looking to up their skills. Um, And the programming they're accomplishing at their facilities is incredible. I mean, programs like PGA Hope uh, for our veterans, we have over 2,500 veterans that have been taught the game of golf, received clubs, and instruction from our PGA professionals. And every day they're changing people's lives. And I, I think that truly is what I'm most proud of, is, is how great our members do in their communities, what they're giving back to the world through the game, uh, and their passion for golf. Well, you know, you touched on something there with PGA Hope, which, which strikes a chord with me. And it's a quick story I want to tell you. One of the most successful golf shop retail sales I ever ran was turn in a shirt and we were going to donate it to um, the New Jersey Golf Foundation, who's a sponsor of this radio show. But uh, one of their pillars is PGA Hope and, you know, helping military. And um, so if you brought in a golf shirt, you got like 30 percent off a brand new golf shirt. Right. So it was like it was like a clean out your closet, but we're going to donate it. It was like one of the most successful things. And what it made me think of, because I was not uh, raised in a military family, what made me think of was like how many people are passionate about helping veterans. And, uh, you know, when I every time I see something that's going on with PGA Hope, I just get really excited. And I think it's just such a wonderful, wonderful program that, you know, you and, you know, the main office has really, you know, kind of just gotten behind and really pushed. And I I think it's it's just something that's tremendous. You know, good for you for doing that. You should have invited my husband. (laughs) We have a lot of golf shirts. Well, Bill, uh, Bill's welcome anytime. Correct. Um, But, you know, we we just honored Judy Alvarez, uh, one of our trainers uh, for PJ Hope, which is helping our Patriots everywhere, who helps coach our PGA professionals around the country to deliver these programming. We just honored her at our national awards ceremony. And many of the veterans she's helped through PJ Hope came to that particular event. And they stood up on that stage, and there wasn't a dry eye in the house because – Here's people really with their own testimony of Judy saved their life, right? They have a community to go to. They felt safe. Uh, they were doing an activity that was outside that made them forget just for a moment the sacrifice they'd given back to all of us. And, I mean, if golf can impact lives and our PGA professionals are doing that every day, you can't help but be incredibly proud of that. Well, I tell you, you, you know, and it's – it's uh, you, you, this show is all about the pop culture of sports and golf. And it's funny how you talk about how golf can be a saving grace when, you know, you're a tremendous tournament player. I swear there's times you've thought about, like, you know, the opposite side of that, losing your sanity over the game. And so it's been a great week. PGA Merchandise Show, we're talking about all the tools, the 29,000 PGA men and women that are now heading out in 2020 to, um, quote-unquote, grow the game. And you know what? There's there's this one challenge, and I'd love to pick your brain on this, is that I'm always saying this on the radio and to anyone who will listen, and, and that is is that we have a really 
tough job, and that is is that I can't think of a lot of other industries that cater to five different generations, mm. right? So there's our parents, yours and mine, and, and their parents' parents, okay? So right. you've got your traditionalists and your baby boomers, and then you and I are Generation Xers, and then you've got your millennials and, <laughs> and your centennials, right? So you looked that up too, huh? Okay. No, well, you know, I, I, I read a lot. And, um, I'm so, at the low end of that range, by the way, for all your listeners. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah. I, I'm not sure if I'm slightly lower or higher than you, but... Um, I, anyway. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, go. no, no. I mean, um, you, you know, you, you, the the question I have for you is is that you have this 30,000-foot view of the PJ of America now, right? And we have to try to cater to these five different generations. What do you see that's going on that you want to relate to the PGA member that's going to help us in 2020 be a great um, service man and women to our baby boomers? to the people that are our age, and then also to the younger generations. So what's going on with the PGA of America that, you know, you can kind of wind us up and send us out there, the 29,000, get us fired up? Yeah, I mean, we want as many as possible for as long as possible with the best experience possible, right? That is the key. The ADM. ADM, that is the ADM model. And what we're looking at is how, how do we have those five generations, because that's what's so cool about our sport, For me, that's the biggest opportunity possible, right? We have 75% of our golf courses around the country are daily fee. Anybody can walk on and play the game. Uh, Literally one out of eight people uh, is playing golf right now that we can count from the National Golf Foundation. That's an amazing statistic. It's more than any other sport uh, that we have in the United States. So how does a PGA professional not only connect to consumers who have never played the game, but how do we keep those that have played the game playing their whole lives? And how do we ensure that those that want to play have the opportunity to play? So what our PGA professionals do is they deliver programming to give them amazing experiences. Consumers have so many choices. But what better to try to do uh, than be with a PGA professional who has 800 hours of education uh, behind them to help you and welcome you to this amazing game that we all love. So we have youth golf, obviously. We have PGA Junior League golf as an example, which is team golf. Your children can play three, four sports, still enjoy golf on a team, not have to be the perfect player that makes every shot. They play scramble. They high-five together when they totally whiff, and they high-five together when they hit a great shot. But they learn together, and they learn from their peers and have a blast doing it. And the jerseys and the numbers. And the jerseys and the numbers. Uh, We have a National High School Association now um, of of coaches that are actually here uh, this week, which is really exciting. A lot of them have come because we just purchased Next Gen Golf, which is really the next step for us, uh, for PGA professionals, to be a part of. So Next Gen Golf is all about high school golf and club golf and colleges. And then they have city tours all over the country after you get out of college if you want to continue to play the game. But we all know people are going to get jobs, move around, maybe not have friends. What an incredible way to meet your community and network with your peers than to be a part of city tour golf, which doesn't necessarily mean you have to be good at it. Uh, Just go enjoy it with pals. But just the idea it says city in the name. Exactly right. They may start it in Boston. And uh, my daughter now lives in Boston, and when she first moved there, she was she was really used to playing golf at TPC River Highlands, walking out our back door. And she was, what am I, where am I going to play? And so I hooked her up at uh, Next Gen Golf uh, with Chris Hart and his team. Um, so we, we, we really want to make a concerted effort to ensure that we're offering the resources to find a PGA professional in your local community, find a program that's right for you, 
whether you're brand new or whether you're an expert player, um, and get you connected. And we're going to do that through PGA.com uh, coming up this year. We just relaunched that. It'll be very simple to find a golf professional near you. You can look through everything they've done, the programming they have. We're going to get you connected and get you playing the game. Well, I tell you that uh, PGA.coach, um, you know, you referenced it earlier, the ADM model. I've, I've gone through that training. It's, it's great. Good for you. It, it, <laughs> but, thank you. Uh, it's, uh, it's a really I good think it is too. It's a good experience. And uh, the relaunch of PGA.com is definitely something I'm fired up about. But um, you know what, folks? Uh, if you're just joining us right now, that infectious voice that you've been <laughs> hearing right there, that is the president of the PGA of America, Ms. Susie Whaley. Um, so I, I am in the presence of uh, my president here as a PGA member, which is a really cool thing. And so moving right along. So one in eight people is playing golf. Yes. Uh, that's a really, really cool statistic. But when you say play golf, here's another thing I'd like to pick your brain on. How do you define a golfer in 2020? Yeah. Because I'm going to ask you a quick question. We'll go back to, no, the, the, to the National Golf Foundation. Yeah. So from the ages of 18 to 34, mm -hmm. 6 million people in 2018 played golf like you and I play, or like you yeah. played in 2003 at the Greater Hartford Open, right? 18 holes. Right. Well, 18 holes on a golf course, yep. right? You know, I slid that in there that you played in a PGA Tour event. Oh, yeah, sorry. And you, and you didn't even acknowledge <laughs> it. The 2003 Greater Hartford Open. Thank you. This is, folks, this is why I'm in the presence of royalty here. She's fantastic. All right. So, but 4 million went to a golf entertainment facility in mm -hmm. 2018. So this is what Joe Bettitz and the National Golf Foundation is telling us, right? Right. So were there 6 million golfers or 10 million golfers? How do you define a golfer in 2020? So 32 million people. No, no, no. Uh, I, I, no I know what you're asking yeah, me, okay, right? Yeah, okay, but yeah. like all told, 32 million people last year, right? So for me, personally, as well as for the PGA of America, uh, we look at golf as golf experiences. And that's very different for every consumer. If I want to play 18 holes, which I love, I actually love 36. I'd play 54 if I could every day, but I'm kind of busy. So are you. So maybe maybe soon enough we'll get the opportunity to we do will. that. We will. And, and that's, that's great for me, right, because that's what I really enjoy doing. But I tell people when I go across the country and speak at keynotes, I always tell people, if, you, if you've held a golf club, in your hand and participated at a top golf, for example, uh, gone out to a putting green with a grandchild or a child for some fun after dinner. Um, if you've gone to the range uh, one time uh, and hit a bucket of balls, that to me, you, you are now a golf. You need to say out loud, I am a golfer. I have been, I have played golf, right? I have done it. I had a club, I had a ball and a simulator. Uh, any, any, anywhere sure. that you have an experience that has to do with golf, you're a golfer. Now, does that mean that you've played 18 holes? No, but, man, I'd love a PGA professional to get you out on a golf course to give it a try, uh, to play nine holes if you don't have the time, to play 18 holes. All of those are golf experiences that I think contribute to evolving the sport. And as we evolve in 2020, we need to be very conscious of what people's energy and time allows and, and make sure we're giving them an experience based on their need uh, versus what some of us as traditional golf professionals consider a golfer. Uh, so I just desperately want people in what I also find, which I find really um, fun to change people's perceptions if they'll do it, is I'll ask women or men, um, you know, are you a golfer? And they'll say, oh, no, 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 definitely not. And I'll say, well, how, how, when's the last time you played? Well, I played yesterday. Like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean I'm not a golfer? And they say, well, no, I'm just I'm not good. I'm not a good golfer. And I always say back, well, no, nobody asked you if you're a good golfer. Just that, are you a golfer? And it, it empowers people to realize, yeah, heck yeah, I'm a golfer and I'm proud of it. Because what happens in a room full of people, if everybody said they're not a golfer, 
but every one of them played a round of golf within the last week, they're never going to get together to join the game as a community. Um, and that's really what we're looking for. We're looking for people to realize that getting good at golf, good for you. We have PGA professionals that can help you do that. Sure. There's a heck of a lot of people in the world that aren't good at it that love it. And uh, we want you to enjoy it either way. And good's relative. Good is relative. You know, exactly. Everyone right. has their own definition of good. Absolutely. If you're trying to break 115 for the first time, if you're trying to break 100, if you're trying to break 90, 80, whatever it is, whatever your goal is, if you're trying to get in the air for the first time, uh, we're all in. I can't wait to have you on the lesson team. Well, you know what? Um, I just might take you up on that. I'm ready. You know, I've, I've been on the microphone too much. But um, so one year in. Mm-hmm. President of the PGA of America, and uh, we, you know, we had Seth in here just before. And in between breaks, I talked to him a little bit, and I said, "I said Susie's coming up next," and he said, "Oh boy," he goes, <laughs> "I remember when I first talked to Susie, and I said, Susie, what do you want to accomplish?" And you didn't answer him that night, but then the next morning, he, there's the famous story. You woke up, and there was like 47 <laughs> tasks listed in an email for him, right? He got a new so, one, January 1, 2020. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> one story at a time. All right. So of those 47 things in year one, you know, how, how do you feel like you're doing? And, um, you know, I, I mean, I want to be the first person to ask you, like, what do you want your legacy to be? I know you still have a year to go, but, you know, right. you've got a year in under your belt. You've learned a lot. You have now obviously changed your focus for 2020 and, you know, kind of evolved. And where are we going in, in, in your final year? And, and what, what truly is going to be your legacy, Susie Whaley? You know, it's such a hard question, and and I get asked it often. And I think what, in our governance model, what folks may have to realize is many of the things that may get accomplished in my term were started by a different board, a a different group of officers. And and they put us on a a target to get to this point by this particular time. Um, So it's really difficult to say what your legacy is going to be. It's really what is our PGA legacy for us every year, and what is our vision for the future, and how are we going to get it accomplished? And that's really where we sit from. So for me, you know, what am I, you know, super proud of? I mean, I'm, I'm proud of our global initiatives that we've just accomplished this year. Our citizenship clause was removed. We had our first Women's PGA Cup this year, incredibly exciting against five countries. Um, we came out victorious, which was wonderful. But it was a huge win for women's golf. Uh, I'm incredibly proud of our championships, that the KPMG Women's Championship, which began in its inception when I was on the board and is now one of the you know, we hope the best major in women's golf on championship golf courses on primetime television. I'm so proud of our members and all the great work they're doing with our foundation and PGA Reach. I mean, we can go through massive amounts of numbers that are proving they are growing the game and bringing new people to the game. I'm proud of our inclusion efforts. Um, when you lead with inclusion, diversity follows. And, and it's incredibly important to us that our, not only our membership, looks more like the communities we serve, but the people that play the game do, but also our workforce. Um, Our workforce diversification programs, I'm thrilled that we've given it 41 different sections over the course of the last two years. I'm just educating and training how how we can welcome people of color uh, to our business and to our game. And so there's a lot that we've accomplished, but there is so much to do and so much more to do that it makes it really fun that I have a little more time to, to try to accomplish some of it. But those are some of PGA Junior League, the growth in junior golf, the growth in young girls golf. I mean, I, we could go on for a while, but uh, it's really cool. Hey. And uh, it's because of our members. It's not, it's not because of me. It's not because of our board. It's because of a positive energy that the game has right now. It's because our members are bringing that each and every day to their facilities. And the job gets done locally. The job gets done on the ground uh, by the 29,000 that I have the privilege and honor of serving. 
Well, you know what? Um, the feeling is mutual, Susie, right. you know, because I'm on the grassroots of it. And, you know, I've been on a section board of directors, and uh, yeah, I try to network myself as much as I can. I'm talking to PGA professionals, and they're listening right now um, all over the country. And, you know, you need to know that, you know, great leaders turn vision into reality. Yeah. All right. So when you're all set and you're done, I know it's been a very successful week to kick off 2020, but, you know, we're behind you. Thank right. You. So, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. You've got a year. Yeah, you know, that's a lot of time. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, so many people, they kind of look at things and they're like, oh, she only has a year or you might look at it. I only have a year left and I've got right. 47 more things that Seth and I want to do. But, you know, it's a year. Right. It's a it's a year. There's a lot of time there to do a lot of positive things. And, you know, when when you list all of those accomplishments from just 2019 and yes, they were started by other people. But, you know, they've been, you know, round into fruition and they've happened. And, and that's a great thing. And, um, you know, I just think that it's um, it's it's an exciting time for us it is as exciting. an association. And uh, I look forward to see what you're going to do in 2020. And um you get a lot of things to be proud of, so congratulations. Thank you very much. Now. I appreciate it. Thanks for being a member. Uh, well, it, and uh, you say that now, but we have one more thing to do before <laughs> okay. I let you go. All right. And uh, so we got the proud moment out of the way because okay. uh, my, my listeners at Springdale Golf Live, they love the tradition of a little rapid-fire oh, Q&A that so my guests... Okay, I'm ready. You know, right, but, let me, let me um, pull my chair up because I got to... All right, well, now. okay, you got you to gotta focus in here, okay? okay I, I, have a, I have a very special set of questions for you here, okay? okay? So um, let's have some fun with this, okay. all right? And then ha- after this, you're done, so okay. there's, only, there's only a couple questions. <laughs> I'm actually questions. a little bit nervous. <laughs> all right, you know, it's funny, folks, um, you know, ra- radio is theater of the mind, and I'm just going to yeah. describe things here. The whole interview, uh, Susie's been in complete command of her game here, Um <laughs> You know, excellent tournament player, uh, fabulous public speaker, and now all of a sudden um, her hands are folded yeah, as if I'm, she's I'm praying. Like, it's kind of like I'm teeing it up. Well, you know what? Um, if you're nervous, that means it's important it's, to you. Exactly. So thank you. All right. Favorite Tar Heel athlete of all time? Michael Jordan. Would you rather be good and on time or perfect and late? A good and on time. <laughs> One concert you'd like to go to? A Grateful Dead. Uh, where would you like to take your family on a non-golf trip? Uh, Portugal. One person you would add to Mount Rushmore? Uh. <laughs> uh, doesn't have to be a president or anything. Oh, it doesn't have to no. be a president? Yeah. Uh, Just a person on Mount Rushmore. Uh, Mickey Wright. <laughs> Great answer. Thank you. <laughs> Equally as good as the Grateful Dead in my Yes, mind. oh, thank you. All right. Any superstitions you have while you play? No. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. I interviewed Bob Ford, and he had, like, you know, he, he had one. And I said, wow, geez, you're such a good player. He goes, well, you know, as long as my superstition is in, is, is in place, I'm it's good. It's kind of a little bit of a lie. <laughs> because if I eat, I do eat the same breakfast every day if it's if I play well. You know what? That's probably just healthy. Okay. You know? <laughs> All right. What TV sitcom family would you be a member of? Modern family. All right. One more. <laughs> when you hear the word trailblazer, who is the first person that comes to mind? Annika Sorensen. Great answer. Well, you know what? Susie, in 2020, when I think of trailblazers, I think of you. You're doing a wonderful job as the president of the PGA of America. I can't thank you enough for being on Springdale Golf Live. Appreciate your time during such a busy week. And uh, all the best in 2020. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for all the great work you do at home. Well, thank you. And uh, you know what, folks? There it is. What a great interview. Thanks for listening to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. We'll be back after this with another special guest. There's too many awards to list when it comes to this host. I think he might go number one overall. 
So we'll just say his name. I've been telling you all along. Wait for it. Because I've been told all along. Wait for it. Um, Still waiting. Um, Dan Patrick. Okay. And along with the Danettes, he's bringing the funk. Man, I love doing this job. The Dan Patrick Show is right here. Weekday mornings, 9 to noon on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Let's get back on course. As Springdale Golf Live continues on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to Springdale Golf Live. I'm Keith Stewart, the director of fun. You're listening to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Once again, folks, we are live from down at the PGA Merchandise Show in Orlando, Florida, Orange County Convention Center. And uh, this is a really cool moment here, especially for all my Philly fans here listening to the show this Friday afternoon. And I have Philadelphia sports celebrity, quarterback, legend here with me, Ron Jaworski. We're going to talk golf. We're going to talk business. I think we might even mention this little football game that's coming up in a week or two. Oh, you don't mean the Pro Bowl, do you? Yeah. Maybe. Well, <laughs> the, there is a game Sunday. <laughs> there is. Well, Ron, welcome to the show. Thanks, welcome to Spring to Golf Live. How are you doing today? See, I, I am absolutely so ecstatic. You warned me over about a minute ago when you said director of fun. Because that is so important to the game of golf that we all enjoy the game and all the deliverables that it brings. Well, you know, love me or hate me, right? There's a sign that hangs (laughs) above my door, and it says, Keith Stewart, Director of Fun. And I think at times, I kind of went through this renaissance as a golf professional Mm -hmm. about five years ago, maybe maybe longer than that, where I said, you know, golf was getting a little too stuffy for me, and and everyone would need to be a director of this and, you know, have all this, what what felt more to be like um, some of the hurdles that people mention Mm -hmm. nowadays, which make people less comfortable for coming to the golf course. So I started calling myself the Director of Fun and making sure that my members and their guests were having a very fun experience at the club. Well, this paradigm shift took off, and it's kind of taken on a you know nature of its own. And uh, now I am the director of fun, um, self-coined. It but- should be that way, you know. Absolutely, we we call some the fun club. We have the fun club, the cool club. You know, not just a you know. Riverwinds Golf and Country Club, that's great. But, hey, a fun club where it's cool to play. All our places have kind of a mantra associated with them. We try to make it fun and have a good time. Well, I mean, you're doing a very successful job at that. And, and it's great being the director of fun, but um, <laughs> I'm not a Super Bowl quarterback. I'm not a broadcaster. I'm not a golf course owner. I'm not a, a sports team owner. Um, I don't have my own um, youth foundation. Uh, I'm not an author, and I'm not a motive. Well, at times I'm a motivational speaker. That's good. <laughs> but, um, we all are at times. Ron, you, you wear so many hats and you're such a leader you know in the community right why are you at the pga show this week why golf well you mentioned number one i'm a golf course owner we own and operate uh, my wife sitting uh, here with me and my son own and operate seven golf courses in the philadelphia market five in south jersey and two in pennsylvania downtown country club and uh, out in new york pennsylvania the honey run country club uh so we enjoy the golf business and you know it's funny when i when i was playing i got involved 40 years ago 1979, I was a quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles and, you know, making decent money, not what the guys make now, but it was always like, where are we going to invest our money? And I was kind of a guy that uh, believed in, you know, owning entities, owning real estate, and I love golf. So gave it a shot, 1979. Here we are 40 years later through this period. We've owned and operated 25 golf courses. Some we've sold. Uh, we now have seven looking for more. So we enjoy people we enjoy the golf business and we enjoy what golf's about 
let's talk about the game just for a second. Yeah. What, what do you love about golf so much? I can play it. <laughs> and, 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 and it seems sarcastic, but, you know, I played football for 17 years. When I was 39 was my last year in the league, so when 40, I was done. And now I can still compete with my buddies in the weekend and, you know, make a little wager and have a good time and, and still compete. And golf affords me that ability to compete at a pretty pretty decent level. I'm a 9-5 index, so I can still score fairly well. Right. Uh, but I enjoy the camaraderie and the competition that, that golf uh, allows me to have. So let's go back to the beginning of your golf journey. How would you get started in golf? Was there a person? Maybe was there a PGA pro that introduced you to the game? Um, when did you start taking up the game, and when did you play? I was nine years old. Okay. Uh, I was going uh, – I grew up in Lackawanna, New York, which is a suburb of Buffalo. Uh, and there was a public golf course called South Park uh, Golf Club, nine-hole golf course. Um, we could not afford to go to the clubhouse and pay to play the nine holes. So, you know, nine, ten years old, we start off on a second hole. And we just kind of snuck on the golf course, and that's kind of when I yep. got hooked on the game of golf. You know, and there was a – then I, a few years later, I, I got, you know, obviously a little older, and we still sneak down the course, and there was a, a, a par three, which is about an 80-yard carry over water, so I could finally get it over the water. You know, I said, all right, now I'm the next challenge, the yep. next challenge. And, and, and I just love the camaraderie of golf and – you know, it, so that was how I got started. I was nine years old. I remember the first time my dad asked me about my handicap, and he said, "Why do you post all your scores on Mondays?" Right? Because all the private clubs are closed on Mondays, right? right. Yeah. And I was I was a bag rat at a local club, the Touching Golf and Country Club, and uh, they were closed on Mondays. But we all had an inner circuit of where we would yeah. go on Mondays, and uh, we would have a great time. Mm-hmm. All right. So now we fast forward. So from nine years old, you've had this passion for the game, and it, it's a game for a lifetime. Golf yep. is truly is. Um, but as a golf course owner, I, I want to get your perspective, like kind of a thirty thousand foot view of the industry itself, because it's evolving, and it, it seems like it's changing more and more rapidly year by year, as someone who's a leader, certainly in South Jersey, of golf, right? Mm-hmm. How do you see the game currently, and what do you expect in 2020? 2019, first of all, was the best year we've ever had in the golf business. We had an extraordinary year. Uh, and uh, obviously weather helps because, you know, weather really you know, challenged us when it's when it's lousy. We had, we had a good year weather-wise. Conditions were good. We had a... Maybe the beginning of July, we had a lot of heat, and that put a, you know put a little pressure on us. But other than that, the weather was really good, so we had a great year. But I think the changes that golf is going through right now, and that's you know we talked about the reasons I was here. I want to see what the future holds. You know, obviously dynamic pricing and technology and all these things have really helped fill the tee sheet, and we have made it fun at our clubs. You know, we've made it. We're building. Tees for the ladies and the senior players, so they're not playing 6,500 yards. They can play a course that's 44, 4,500. I mean, ladies' club swing is about 140 miles an hour average, where the men are like, you know, 180, 190. So we're at 5,000 yards, women are playing an 8,000-yard equivalent to a, to a guy. That's not fair. I, you know, my wife would quit the game. Well, it's just not and, fun. It's not fun. You, yeah. Yeah, a par four is a par six. You know, so you got to make the game fun. And, you know, at all our clubs, I play at least once a year with a group of the women. And I like, hey, they'll yell at me, they'll scream at me if they love me because I'd let them, I'd let them vent. You know, you should put the tee here. We don't like where that tee is there. Hey, I'm listening. And, you know, all of a sudden through the years, they're right. So if you want to captivate that female audience, you better make it a user-friendly golf course so they can come and have fun, as you said. Well, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because that was def- certainly one of the things I wanted to touch upon. What are you doing at your facilities to make them more fun specifically? And, and you just went over that, which is really cool because things like music, 
shorter golf courses, different types of tournaments mm-hmm. that people are running, right? Are, are, are you trying those different alternatives as you well? You name it, we do it. And I'll give, I'll give you, I got stories, you know, this is what give me Jaws, good tells, Jaws tells stories, you know. Yep. So we come here, my wife and I hit one of the seminars. There's a, another uh, group here called the Golf Course Owner Association, which is a phenomenal group that promotes the game of golf as well. So we go to one of the seminars and we got in a few minutes late. And first thing, the speaker was there and he was going on for about two minutes and Liz goes, He's boring. And and he, she was right. And he was like about, you know, he was he was older than me, you know, which is. Now, wait, Josh. Yeah, I'm, I'm, my wife's good. No, I, I can tell a story. Wait, Josh, hold on for a second. Everyone, you got to imagine. <laughs> Ron's wife is here, and she's she's losing it. She's laughing hysterically at the yeah. story. All right, go on. Go no, on. so, yeah, so the guy's 75. I shouldn't say anything. I'm 68, you know, so he, he's boring, and he's just, he's, he's not getting my, and he's got no energy, and you got you got to bring it, you know. And I'm going. That's what's wrong with the game. We got too many guys, 75 years old, white guys with gray hair, you know, and, and we, but we've known this for years. Yeah. Cause this is what we see every day. And so what we, so now you ask me what we do. We want kids, you know, glow ball, all these, we want women, all, these, you know, we're going to enhance what we do because sooner or later the guys are going to pass on. So we need that feeder system. And I argue with the PJ guys all the time. You know, I just say, guys, you can't be this stuffy old private club. You know, you need young people. You need women. You need to invigorate the game, not only for now, but for the future. Well, folks, you know what? We have a really special guest here right now for all my Philadelphia listeners. We have Ron Jaworski, Jaws, here on air. And he's talking Springdale Golf Live. All right, along those lines, golf entertainment industry is blowing up. Top Golf, Drive Shack, all of these love things, it. right? I, I'm with you. I love it all too, right? How do we get the millions of people that are going to Top Golf to Jaworski's Golf Courses or Springdale Golf Club or wherever else? How do we get them on course, right? They How do you do. see that happen? They come. We have a Top Top Golf about four miles from Ramblewood Country Club over Mount Laurel, New Jersey. So I've known the Top Golf guys for years. Okay. So when they were getting over there, I, I reached out to some of their folks. And actually, I was out in Phoenix with Ricky Fowler, and I'm going to drop names, you know, and Jordan Spieth and some of their guys because yeah. they have a beautiful facility out in Arizona. And then they said they're going to build one in Mount Laurel. It was under planning stages at the time. So I was on these guys every year. I said, I'm, i got a place just down the road. I said, how can I tap into that market? And they said, hey, no, no problem. You know, Top Golf is doing great, but they're going to eventually go to a green grass. They're going to want to play a golf course. So we're three or four miles down the road. They're sending players to us. So that is growing the game. Women, kids, men that haven't played golf go there. They have a good time. They drink beer. They have a burger. They're hitting balls again. Hey, I like this. I can play this game. Hey, where can I go play? They're leaving. Oh, go to Ramblewood right down the street. So that's how they help us grow the game. So it sounds like you're already, you've been really, really smart about this. You're trying to partner with them. I don't know if I'm them. smart, and but we're doing well, it. <laughs> well, you're coming across that way. Yeah. So it sounds like you're already, you're working a partnership with them. And it's, and it's going very well. And, and obviously it's a win-win for both sides because you can't play golf maybe with timing or with everyone or all friends. You can't play in an eightsome. At, at your golf course, but you can at Top Golf, yep. and I, I think there's a real symbiotic relationship there where we can all benefit from. Mm-hmm. Now, wh- what I need you to do, I need you to do me a favor because I need you to get excited now. All right, okay. okay? All right. I need you to get amped up. My wife's ready to kill me because I threw under the bus, you know. Right. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm not sitting in between but, uh, you. She's killing me before, though. Well, you know, uh, I've been married 16 years. I have a wonderful life, Lori, and um, uh, I far exceeded that, the, li- the number of lives of a cat. I mean, I'm, we're at 45, so she, she just laughs when I do something stupid, well, yeah. which is often. I, you, know, you know when you have kids, 
right, Liz? You, you, right? When you have kids, they always say you know their different cries, right? Well, when you're married, guys always know that your wife has different laughs, right? So it, 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 it's all apropos, right? Okay, so what are you charged up about in golf in 2020? What's next in 2020 for Ron Jaworski in golf? Are you going to try to play better? Or are you going to do something with your facilities? No, I can't play. Are you going to expand? I, I can't play anymore. Why not? I'm getting older. I'm Why getting not? arthritis. You got, I, get, I get all kinds of issues. you got to log on. I'm to convincing myself. PGA.com. <laughs> no, no. Hey. Uh, you know, I, I, look at my hands. I got arthritis. I'm, you know, I need more strokes. If I play you, see, I'm begging already. I That very quickly went into. Here, I need more here, here's, here's what I'll tell you what we're going to do. The money we made in 2019, which is a good year, as I said, all seven of our properties were profitable and a nice profit. We're going to reinvest that money. Okay. Number one, through the winter, we've been keeping most of our guys that we would lay off. Through the winter, we've had decent weather, but we're you know doing drainage projects, irrigation projects, rebuilding some greens and some teas. So we're reinvesting that money. We the economy is good right now. There's money available. I've got him. Joe Flacco's one of my investors. You know, Super Bowl sure. quarterback. So Joe's a friend. Talk. I got guys that want to invest because they see what we're doing and they like golf. They like the game. So as I look to 2020, we're going to reinvest in the golf courses. We're going to better train our staff and personnel. We're going to continue to grow the game that way because we had a good year. We're not looking to say, let's suck all the money out of this and put yeah. it in our pocket. No, let's continue to reinvest in the property. And that, I think that's what really will help grow the game. Well, I tell you, I really love where your head's at on that because, you know, we had our best year golf course condition-wise at Springdale, and we always are reinvesting. And it's not very sexy to say we're going to work on drainage or irrigation or those things. but they, they don't huge, see it. They make a huge Huge difference. Yeah, that, right? I mean, you're, you and I know that, but the average golfer, hey, you know, we spent a hundred thousand dollars on drainage on you know two fairways. You don't have to worry about them being wet anymore. They're like, well, we didn't see anything because by the time you're yeah. done through the winter, you sod it over. No one knows anything is done. Well, yeah, yeah and then you get like three years of no rain, yeah. right? So, <laughs> so they're like, well, that was, yeah. you know. But, it, you know, yeah. it, it, I'm so happy, you, you know, you're looking at making the golf courses better because that increases everyone's experience. And uh, before we go, before I let you go, and it's been, been so nice of you to share your time with me, we have a tradition on Springdale Golf Live. We like to do a little rapid-fire Q&A. And as a broadcaster, I know you can handle this with tremendous aplomb. But uh, oh. I'm going to hit you with some some fun questions so my listeners can get to know a little bit more. So they can shred me out there? Well, hey. you know what? But, I, but see, since we're going to the Philadelphia market, I'm okay because we give our customers great conditions at an affordable price. So that's why they love Ron Jaworski Golf in the Philly market. has nothing to do with the Super Bowl. Well, of course it does. Well, yeah. But not at, you know, we, we lost one and we won one. So, <laughs> well, fair enough. Fair enough. But you, bling is good, though. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I've got my sunglasses on. The rings are hitting me here hard. All right, no. Uh, yeah, all right. Fire, truly, fire folks, here we go. A little rapid fire. Folks, we've got Ron Jaworski here on Springdale Golf Live. If you just tuned in, and uh, we're going to hit him up here. Favorite Philadelphia athlete of all time, not you? Not me. I would probably say, um, in my opinion, how fast do I, uh, I have to make this answer? It's, I'll go with Bobby Clark. I'll go with Bobby Clark. Bobby Clark. All right. Who will win the Super Bowl? Casey or San Fran? Kansas City. All right. Well, you ended your would, career there, right? I was the chief in 89. 89. So, you know, hey, they paid me, so I'm pulling for him. All right. Very good. Uh, bucket list golf course for you? Uh, bucket list golf course. Boy, I played so many great golf courses. So many. Uh, I'm thinking maybe Wingfoot because I haven't played Wingfoot yet. I know the uh, the Open's going. That's there. a great one. Yeah, yeah. U.S. Yeah. Open there this yeah. year. All right. Most interesting person you ever interviewed? Pete Rose. On a scale of one to ten. You think it'd be a football guy, right? Pete no, I, I I was hoping it wouldn't be. Yeah. I was ho- I, I thought. Love Pete Rose. He's uh, nuts like like me. So we're well. Uh, you know that makes three of us. <laughs> okay. On a scale of one to ten, rate your cooking ability. <laughs> Five. 
right. If you could be an actor in any television show, what would you choose? An actor? I don't. I'd... Pick I don't a movie know. then. I, you know, well, I don't even. Um, let's see. Back to School is the last movie I think I saw. Oh, Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, Rodney, yeah. yeah. So, so call, me, Rod, call pick, me sometime when you have I'll, no class. I'll, I'll pick Rodney. <laughs> Rodney <Yeah. laughs> All right. Um, what's the best thing about Philadelphia Eagles fans? Passion. Awesome. All right. One more. When you see the letters CEO, who is the first person that comes to mind? My wife. Well, How's that? You know, that was, here. Yeah, that you know, that, that was major. That was called smart. Major points right there. She is the chief executive officer, by the way, of everything. Yes, um, <laughs> I have one of those myself, and um, she's an amazing woman as well. You know, I, yeah. got, I got three kids. I got five grandkids, one and away. So she is the CEO of everything. Yes, yes. Well, it was a pleasure spending time with both of you. And Ron, just so you know, um, I'm going to be dropping your name. All right. Please do for the rest of the night. You guys are awesome. All right. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being here. You know what, folks? Uh, Before we get going, I just got to thank my sponsors, uh, TaylorMade Golf, New Jersey Golf Foundation, Summit Golf Brands, and all of their lines, whether it be B Dratty, Fairway and Green, Zero Restriction, EP New York, FH Wadsworth. Certainly my producer on the board, Mr. Wade Weezer, Springdale Board of Governors, Troon Golf Management, most importantly my listeners. And tune in next week because I'm going to be live from the Waste Management People's Open. God bless us all. It's going to be a great show out there in Scottsdale having some fun. But for right now, you know where I'm going. I'm heading to Springdale. But where are you headed? We'll let the tower be your guide. And from Orlando to Princeton and, of course, everywhere online, may you all have a Springdale day. This has been Springdale Golf Live with Keith Stewart. Keith returns to the team next Friday afternoon at 3 on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey.